Sponsor Life with Brent and Jeff. Good evening and welcome to the Altar Life. This is Jeff. Brent is here with me and we are ready to rock. We're ready to rock this jam, folks. And we have a great topic for you tonight. But who do you say that I am? A relationship with Jesus is the most important thing that we can have. Most important relationship that we could ever have as human beings. And, um, you know, I'm excited about digging into this topic this evening. It's going to be fresh and new. And, uh, you know, as always, God always brings it. So uh, let the Holy Spirit do his work tonight. Yeah, I'm excited because, like Brent said, it's all about personal relationships. It's not about what you learned when you were a kid, what your Sunday school teacher taught you about Jesus, or you, what you saw on the History Channel about who Jesus was as a man. <laughs> you know, Some of those or, shows are real whack, yeah, too. Yeah, or like you read the Da Vinci Code, so you think you know the real story of Jesus. You know, <laughs> even what your parents have told you about Jesus is not about that because when we stand before him, he's not going to say, What did your parents tell you about me? He's going to say, Who do you say that I am? Yeah. Am I your savior, your Lord, or am I just a guy that lived a bunch of years ago that they wrote a book about? <laughs> a really important book. Right. Best selling book in the world. You don't want to be standing in front of Jesus someday going, Well, I knew somebody who knew you. Yeah. And I didn't have a clue. So uh, uh, please let me in. Kind I, of. I watched a Shroud of Torrent special once. <laughs> <laughs> it's like going to a it's like going to a baseball park or something and going, Yeah, um, my friend's got a ticket. Could I get in too? Just because yeah. he's got the ticket. You know, it's like you know, you gotta have a relationship yourself. You gotta yeah. have that you know, you gotta have that relationship with Jesus Christ for your own. And um, so often we grow up, you know, for me I grew up in the church and I was a kid going to church, going to Sunday school, knew all about God. And it was a point in my life where I had to just make it about, be about my relationship with God. Like, no, what do I really believe? Because what my parents believe is all nice and good, and that's for them. But what do I really believe as a person? And um, tonight is just going to be about, you know, highlighting the importance of that relationship and um, seeing what God has to say. There's different times in the Bible where, you know, people ask Jesus or ask God, well, who are you? You know, who? and at and, and one point Jesus even asked, what do people say that I am? What are people talking about me? Um, and he clarifies exactly who he is. But he doesn't nail even nail himself down because he can't be nailed down. He is not containable. Um, and uh, I'm thankful that we have a God to serve that can't be contained. That was well-meaning fiction by Mainstay. When you look around in our culture, Jesus has become a fictional character. And uh, even in the church he has, which is he's, he's like folklore at this point. We take... People very rarely go step-by-step step through what Jesus did without dissecting it and finding the nice romantic parts and talking about those things. You know, oh, Jesus was so nice. You know, like he, that adulterer, you know, when, when she was, he, he, he forgave her. And, oh, look, he, like, fed the poor and healed the blind and all that stuff, which is all true and not in any way, dis, you know, am I disgracing that or, or mocking that. But people like to take the lovey Jesus and the holy Jesus and separate them like Jesus was so he loves people so much that he didn't care about his holiness like they try to detach the two and um, you know Jesus when he lived when he lived and ate and ministered with these people it wasn't just because he wanted to hang out with them it was because he knew that it was important for them to change their life and they did they saw who he was and it changed their life it wasn't like oh he's a pretty cool guy too I'm glad he hangs out with us while we're in our sin you know and I feel like sometimes we can we can mix it. We can soften the blow of Jesus in a lot of ways because it's a, it's a strong message and it's not to be taken lightly. 
All right, that was The Real Jesus by Down Here. And I was just thinking about, as we were thinking about this topic, thinking about the story of Zacchaeus. Because, um, you know, we've been talking about having a relationship with Jesus. And um, we want to just encourage everyone listening tonight who doesn't have a relationship to do so. But um, Zacchaeus was a guy who wasn't liked and probably heard a lot of stories and a lot of uh, the culture was really buzzed about this guy who was healing people and doing all these miracles. And, you know, he wanted to see Jesus for himself. And he climbed a tree because he was a short dude. And he climbed the tree to try to to just look at him. He just wanted to get, like, who is this guy? Is he, like, you know, eight feet tall? Um, which probably would have impressed Zacchaeus since he was a shrimp. <laughs> Sorry for all you who are height challenged. Um, I am not height. Well, I'm height challenged the other direction, <laughs> being tall, <laughs> being 6'6". Six, six, but... Um, Zacchaeus was looking for a peep, you know, looking for a peep of Jesus. And you know what? Um, Jesus felt so, wanted to know Zacchaeus so much. And he wants to know every one of us tonight this way, that he was willing to go to Zacchaeus and say, look, I'm coming over your house. You know, Jesus wasn't content with Zacchaeus just seeing him from a distance. Jesus was interested in knowing Zacchaeus personally. And like Jeff said, it wasn't, you know, Zacchaeus was a sinner. He was out there scamming people. For their money, he was a tax collector, and he was scamming people, and he was known for being a scam artist. And um, Jesus didn't care about all that, you know, all that reputation that Zacchaeus had, and fought through the reputation, and said, "I'm coming to your house." Why? Like Jeff said, it was for Zacchaeus's benefit. It was because he knew that if you see me for who I really am, Zacchaeus, then um, your life is going to be changed. And um, that's why having a relationship is so important, y'all, because we want to make sure that um, our lives are being changed by him Um, and not just in our heads, just knowing about him, but in our hearts being changed. And, um, you know, I don't know. I was just getting excited about thinking about Zacchaeus. I just think that, like, the more I know about what Jesus did and, you know, the stuff that he said, does that make me, I mean, does that really change who I am? Like, I, uh, I could, I memorize the Sermon on the Mount. Yeah, but do, do you live the Sermon on the Mount? Like it's it, it's right. totally different, and I think that we we sometimes get bogged down by that. We we study Jesus as a historical figure, and we study the Bible as a historical document, but we don't get the personal side of Jesus. And it's really important because, as he says to Peter, flesh and blood doesn't get you to know who I am. All the straining and all the striving doesn't get you to where you need to be. You just need to find me. You know. Jeff, one thing you said about just knowing about him and not knowing him, you know, I was just thinking, I was watching Jeopardy the other night, and, you know, one of the, you know, one of the categories on the show was, like, Bible, something related to the Bible, you know, and I don't know, maybe they were all Christians that were on the panel, so they were all knew all the answers, but there were things that were, like, you know, that was a little bit difficult, you know, if you weren't, like, a Bible scholar, you know, like, what was the name of so-and-so's wife kind of stuff, and, um, Except it was the answer, and they were saying, "What is the name of so and so's wife?" But it's like, is Jesus just Jeopardy trivia <laughs> to you? You know what I mean? Because they knew the answers because obviously they probably studied the Bible in terms of. I had a teacher once in college who like knew the Bible better than me, and he wasn't a believer. He just studied it as a literary art, you know. And it was like, I don't know how you can read the Word of God. And, you know, people do, can read and know every story, and they grew up with it, and they're so desensitized to the fact that you can even have a relationship with this guy you're reading about, um, this Jesus character. He's not just someone in the story, you know, he's real. And, you know, it's possible to have the head knowledge without the heart knowledge, and 
Um, our prayer is tonight that anyone who's listening that doesn't have the heart knowledge um, can pray the prayer and ask the Lord to be to be his or her Savior. We do want to know. We know there's something out there that we need, and we want to know what it is. But sometimes we fall short. Like, we, we get it. We know what it is, but then we just we don't go all the way with it. You know, we're like, okay, I know what it is. I'll just have it there in front of me <laughs> you know what i mean like everybody says you know if you're hungry you can i can hold up a loaf of bread and you can tell me all about that loaf of bread but it's not gonna do you any good unless you eat the loaf of bread you're just gonna die you know what i mean like yeah. you could say that well that bread was baked at a, a warm temperature of 350 degrees in the oven and it's made from wheat and this and that i don't know what bread's made out of but uh, i just know that it comes in a bag <laughs> and it's good with it's butter good with <laughs> butter and ham mm. Ham sandwich. <laughs> but like, Jesus wants to know who you think he is. Not because he doesn't know. Like, who do men say that I yeah, am? He's not like, having an identity crisis. I know. It's not like he got bonked on the head and he's like, who am I? Someone tell me, please. <laughs> you know, it, it has nothing to do with that. It's This is the question that our eternity hinges on. And Jesus is concerned for us because he wants us to know who he is. Not about him. Not what our parents told us about Jesus. You better say your prayers at night because Jesus is going to come with a big axe and chop your head off or something. You know, we have like these, the you know, the fear tactics that we instill in children about like, you know, Jesus is watching you and yeah. it's raining because God is crying. Probably because of something you did. Be sure your sin will find you out and yeah. kill you. <laughs> no, <just kidding. laughs> but it could. <laughs> it really could. Sobering. Um, but Jesus, he's concerned about our opinion of him. Not because he's, you know, insecure, but because our life hinges on our, what we do with who Jesus is. And Peter, you know, thankfully, you know, it says, show me who you are. We played that song. Peter was with Jesus all that time. And he saw in Jesus, in this relationship with him, you're the Christ. You're the son of God. Not because he like studied up. He wasn't like an Old Testament scholar. And he's like, well... In Zephaniah 9, it says that you're going to come and do this and that. And that's how I know that. No, he he was a fisherman. He knew by reacting and interacting with Jesus that he was the son of God, period. It wasn't like anybody told him that. And he says, flesh and blood has not revealed this, but my father has. It has to come from God. So we need to ask God to reveal who he really is to us. But we have to want it first. We have to want to take that next step because it, it's a it's a huge leap to go from head knowledge to heart knowledge. That was Gaze Into Your Eyes by Above the Golden State. I just think of how awesome it would have been to be one of the disciples, not just because you'd be in the Bible a lot, but because you get to gaze into <laughs> the eyes of Jesus. You get to see him. You get to see him wink and smile and, you know, yeah. crack a joke. reaction. You know? when, uh, someone does something really weird and he's like, uh... I always wonder, like, was Wait, Jesus... I created that? I'm <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Like, man, I, I wonder if he thought that sometimes. <laughs> Peter, I broke the mold with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you I picture him having a laugh, like... <laughs> <laughs> like, very, like, you know, deep and jolly. Yeah, jolly. I jolly wonder jolly. if Jesus was sarcastic. Like, if he would say, Hey, Peter... And, and then say something ridiculous and just yeah. everybody would laugh and be like, oh, there's Jesus, you know, being a wisecracker. I don't know. But that's a great opportunity. I mean, that's just unbelievable for him to be able to have seen Jesus that way. And, uh, you know, we don't get that, but we get something even more because the spirit of Jesus comes and lives inside of us. They didn't experience that until after Jesus left. That's pretty crazy that yeah. they we actually have greater access to him because all of us can come together with the unity of the spirit. 
nobody has regretted putting all on the altar. The Altar Life with Brent and Jeff. You're unbelievable. The Altar Life. This is unbelievable. I cannot believe this. This is unbelievable. This is unbelievable. All right, it's time for our unbelievable segment. Something I mentioned in our last segment before the uh, hour break was how cool it would have been if we were there when Jesus was walking on the earth. We were, you know, one of the disciples, I said loosely. And that's a great unbelievable topic. If Brent and I were the 13th and 14th disciple slash apostle what would have happened what would be written about us Nothing. you know we see some <laughs> we see them at their worst that's what i love about the bible is that you see like the heroes of the faith like at their worst but they would have to start a whole new book if it was brent and i in there <laughs> like here's this other book about these two guys i'm not sure i would have been all down that down for walking around as much as they walked around I know. <laughs> you know i was just thinking like i, I really don't appro- i don't really like to walk that far yeah i like to just kind of sit around a lot which I don't know how much they sat around, but it didn't seem like they sat around a lot. It seemed no, like they, really they made they made tracks. That's when they're like, you know? Jesus, where do you stay? And he's like, come, I'll show you. And then it's like, we've been walking for three years. Where do you stay? <laughs> <laughs> I would be griping and complaining the entire time. Uh, I just man. think, like, in the feeding of the 5,000, I'd be yeah. like, hey, why don't you get them something to eat? I'd be like, I don't, want, I don't care about them. I'm hungry. <laughs> Get these people yeah. out of here. I would have actually been Jeff like... Jeff would have been passing the basket around. One for you, two for me. <laughs> One for you, <laughs> two for me. <laughs> They'd be like, well, we had these five loaves and... Well, we had these five <laughs> loaves and two fish, Jeff. <laughs> and I'm like... Whoa, 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 whoa. And they were very good. Right? <laughs> <laughs> and they were delicious. <laughs> delicious fishes. Two loaves and two fish. <laughs> oh, man. No, and then, you know, the whole story about going in and trying to find a donkey in the city and like, you know... Just go ahead and take it. And when someone asks you what you're doing, just say, it's all right. It's like, what? No way. I would have been like, yeah, you do that. I'm not I'm not about to steal someone's donkey in the name of Jesus. You know what I mean? <laughs> Fred and I would be like, you do it. No, you do it. No, you do it. Okay, I'll create a diversion. I'll light myself on fire. You go take the donkey. I'll use the Jedi mind melt. Like, you don't need to see our identification. <laughs> and the guy's like, I don't need to see your identification. <laughs> Oh man, the disciples really had some crazy times. If you think about all the yeah. stuff that Jesus did and miracles, and um, you know, I was just thinking if you were in charge of making sure Jesus was safe in the crowds, you know, like the bodyguard kind of a guy, and like all of a sudden this guy's coming through the roof. I don't know what would you have done. Like, I would have laughed. Look out, Jesus! I, you know what? Because I laugh sometimes when I shouldn't, like the gift of inappropriate laughter. Um, I probably would have in some of those serious moments, Jesus moments, but like. <laughs> Like when Jesus was like wrecking the Pharisees' lives in the temple, I probably went laughing at him. Like, yeah. oh god, yeah, right, get him. <laughs> Those guys are so annoying. Just get him. I totally would have been mocking. I would have been helping him anyway. We're sinners. Yeah, Jesus save us. Anyway, <laughs> maybe that's why we weren't disciples. That was the voyage of beliefs by FM Static, and that's what we're talking about. Essentially, is all the different things that we we have to come to know personally. You know, we're gonna go through the elementary school time, the high school time, we all go through this time in our life where we're trying to figure out not only who we are, but who is God and how is he directly involved or indirectly involved in our lives. And it's a, it's a voyage that you go on, you know, and there's ups and downs and there's dry times and there's wet times, I guess, or saturated times. And, um, it's, it's a crazy walk. You know, when we talk about the walk of a Christian, but it's so fulfilling. And so, you know, 
there's a desperate cry that comes in our hearts. We're like, man, I just, I need to know more. I need to know. And I just think about it for my own life. I'm like, God, I don't know you. Like I do, but I need to know more because I'm still not where I need to be. And it's a challenge when I think about who God is and um, how far I am from that. Yeah, we put God in a box. We try to contain him. We try to think like he's something that um, that he should be because that's what we think he should be. Um, even to the point of where we think we know how to live. We think we know what's right, what's wrong. Um, and that's kind of what this next song is about by Addison Rowe. It's a great song um, where she's saying about what do I know of holy? And she's just basically coming to the realization that, you know what, I think I know what holiness is and what being pure is. But Jesus, you are completely that. So I'll trust you in that. So let's listen to that song, What Do I Know of Holy? All right, that was You Are the One by Seven Day Jesus. And I was thinking about Moses and how, um, you know, in the burning bush and God is asking him to go deliver his people from bondage. And Moses is all scared. And he says, like, who who sent me? Who should I tell them is the one that came? And And he says, I am, I am. (laughs) <laughs> it's it's me. Uh, just tell them it's the I am, and uh, and that's great because God doesn't put Himself in a box. You know, God could have said, uh, "Just tell them that the God of love sent them." You know, well then we would have these, you know, denominations, the God of love denomination, where the, you know God can only love, and there's no, and that's true. But there's so much more to God than just love. There's so many more dimensions to who He is than just you know one thing. Sometimes He is the one who is like going to be wiping off the tables of the Pharisees in the temple, you know, and correcting um, and judging. Sometimes, you know, like the, with the tree, you know, the fig tree, he judged the fig tree. It didn't have any fruit, so he killed it, you know. But then there's the God who, you know, restores Peter after he denies him three times and meets, meets him alone on the beach, you know, and makes him breakfast. And like, you know, there's so many facets to who Jesus is. And a lot of times we like to, if we've experienced Jesus in one way, we think that's all he is because people can't be that faceted. That you know are that complex, but God is so complex, and His ways are so above our ways, and His thoughts are so above our thoughts that we can't put Him in that box, and we wouldn't. And why should we? You know, let's just take Him for who He is, and keep learning, and keep growing, and keep wanting to know who He is, because um, then we'll be just over and over blessed, <laughs> over and over and over again. Yeah, I think as you were talking about how we we define Him like as just love or whatever. I was thinking about even those definitions we put into a box. Like, how do we know what love is? God is love. What do I know of holy? Yeah, what do I know of holy? Exactly. It's like, when we think of love, what do we think of? Like, well, that means that this person just does whatever I want because they love me so much. But when we think about it, you know, with my son, I love him. If he wants to jump off our balcony and I prevent him from doing that and he is angry, I did that because I loved him. But we're we are being on the receiving end of that love. We might not like that love. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, just there's so many different colors and aspects of it. Of the not only who God is, but just even His own characteristics can't be boxed in. You know, it's unbelievable when you think yeah. about the complexity. And why would we try to say, "Well, I I figured it out. I know what God is." As soon as you do that, then you make yourself out to be God. And if you create your own God, your own image of God, what's that? That's idolatry. So why do we try? Why do we do that to ourselves? Why? (laughs) I know. (laughs) Throw our hands up. That was Cross My Heart by Nevertheless, one of the greatest bands of all time. It's funny. As soon as I get into a band, they break up. I'm like a band. That was the kiss of death for Nevertheless. Yeah. And uh, Fighting Instinct as well. 
And I'm just like, I just like love these bands. I'm so afraid that House of Heroes is going to break up because I love House of Heroes <laughs> anyway. Um, that's why I like him, oh, Max, because he's only one person, so he can't really break up with himself. I, well, it's yet to be seen anyway. He could be schizophrenic. Yeah, if he's you, that strange. <laughs> he is that strange. He could be fighting with, fighting with himself. If you want to know more about the music that we play on The Alter Life, like I just listed a bunch of bands, check out our website, www.thealterlife.com. You can listen to our most recent episodes in their entirety from the comfort of your own desk. <laughs> and uh, you can also download Webisodes, which are our entire show with the music removed. We can't let you steal the music for free, people. Um, <laughs> but you can take that with you and listen Shucks. to the listen to the segments. And um, one of the passages of scripture we've been kind of reading and not really talking about on the show, but kind of talking from as we've been talking tonight. Uh, I just said talking a lot tonight. Uh, verse seventeen of Matthew sixteen. Um, when Peter says, you are the Christ, after God asks him, who do people say that I am? And Simon Peter says, well, you're Christ, the Son of the living God. One thing that's key in that verse, it says, Jesus says, blessed are you, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. And Jeff mentioned a little bit earlier, but the only way we really will be able to know and understand all these facets of Jesus that we've been talking about, um, the only way we'll really kind of get a glimpse of real truth of who Jesus is and have this relationship with Jesus is by just going right to him. You know, people can't tell you who Jesus really is. You know, they really, they could try. They could try to paint a picture. They could, um, you know, try to explain it to you. But to really know it um, without any flaw, without any, is the Holy Spirit's testimony of Jesus in your life, you know. And like like Jeff said earlier, you know, it's really the Holy Spirit's job Um to speak who Jesus is to us and um, and of course through his word but you know even when I read something sometimes I already have a preconceived notion and it's not until when we get past our preconceived notions and we really listen for that still soft voice of the Holy Spirit speaking to our hearts is when we really know oh wow that's a nugget that I've never really known before that's something that I've, that I've never experienced before about you Jesus that is just awesome it's rocking my world and um Man, it just gets us excited to just open His Word and just spend time in prayer and just seek out the Holy Spirit and what He has to say to us because it's the real deal, Jesus, that we that we get to get to know when we do that. Yeah, I think when you were talking about that, I got this image of you know when you read a book and you get this this image in your head of what how, how it should be, and then you go see the movie and it doesn't quite live up to it because yeah. the director's vision was different than your vision. And to get to know the the meaning of the story, would you rather talk to the director? Or the author of the story, yeah. You know, you. I would much rather talk to the guy who wrote it and, and like was inspired to put those characters on the page than somebody who took an interpretation or their interpretation of it. And sometimes we worry too much about other people's interpretations instead of going right to the author. I'm just getting rocked by this show tonight. Um, I hope everyone is being challenged to um, just to seek out the having a real relationship, one that that is vibrant, that means something. Um, and just get a better perspective of who Jesus is tonight. That was What You've Done to Me by Need to Breathe, quickly becoming one of my favorites. Um, their last album is... Oh, uh, I'm so sorry. I didn't, I, didn't say it. I didn't mean it. Take it back. <laughs> Don't listen to me. Um, that's what that song was about, What You've Done to Me. It's like Jeff said he liked us, and look what he did to us. He broke <laughs> us up. I don't know. But um, this is a cool topic. What do you, who do you say that I am? And, um, you know, I think it'd be good to end the night with posing that question to all of us. 
And if you're sitting here listening to the show, uh, whether it's on in your car or you're listening at home or you're listening at a later date and, and you're listening to it <laughs> online, who do you think that Jesus is? Are you are you happy with you know the assumption you've come to? Are you satisfied with that? Is that enough for your life? Or is there something greater? Is there something more intimate that you know that you can achieve by getting to know Jesus and asking him to reveal himself to you? Because, you know, I just want to stress that we all have the opportunity to get to know who Jesus is personally and intimately. And our problem is, is that we don't take advantage of it. So uh, that's my encouragement to you guys is to just seek God and ask him to reveal his true colors to you. It makes all the difference in your life, no matter what you're going through. Or what, where you feel, you may just feel stuck in the mud tonight. Like, I've been a Christian for a while, and I just feel like I am not growing. Um, I just feel like I'm just kind of been stuck here in this place forever. And you know what? It's because your relationships is stagnant, maybe. You know, maybe it's just a matter of praying on, Lord, I want to spark the, spark the fire in this relationship once again. Um, and I just pray that tonight we have that spark, um, that the Holy Spirit sparks our hearts to, to seek after Jesus and to put away all the notions and things that we're assuming because of experiences we've had as humans. Let's go past this world and go into the kingdom of God and um, seek the real, the real true Savior who, uh, who can change our lives. So let's end the show tonight, Jeff, and until next week, be cool cats. Live for Christ. Christ.